Well, first, um, thank you so much for um, all of the people that came yesterday to decorate this space. It looks amazing. Definitely looks amazing. It's beautiful. Uh, so welcome to the first day of the Christian calendar. I don't know if you're aware, but the first, day of, the first Sunday of Advent is where the Christian calendar starts. Which is, you know, kind of like ironic. We're close to the end of the year, but the year starts for us in the Christian calendar. Um, and it starts with the first Sunday of Advent. Advent are these couple of weeks that come before Christmas. It's when we start talking about all, all the signs, signs and things that are going on that, will, that are letting us know that the Christ is going to be born. And also to remind us that he was born and that he's coming back. So let me start with the um, passage for today. There are a lot of things that came to my mind. I, I really, truly love preaching on Advent. So I'm going to be... I'm going to be doing a lot, of, a lot of reading, so I don't forget, because sometimes I say really smart things, and then I forget how I said them, uh, so I wrote, I wrote it down. So if you see something that is very smart, or you are like, wow, you can say, whoa. I also take amens. As... Okay. This comes from the uh, message translation, and it's... Probably has become my favorite translation in English because I think the language is very relatable. And it goes like this. It will seem like all hell has broken loose. Sun, moon, stars, earth, sea, in an uproar, and everyone, everyone all over the world is in a panic. They kind of the wind knocked out of them by the threat of doom, the powers that be quaking. And then, then, they all see the Son of Man welcome in grand style, a glorious welcome. When all the stars, when all this starts to happen, up on your feet, stand tall with your head high, help, it's on the way. And he told them a story. Look at the fig tree, any tree for that matter. When the leaves begin to show, one look tells you that summer is right around the corner. The same here. When you see these things happen, you know God's kingdom is about here. Don't brush it off. Don't brush this off. I'm not just saying this for some future generation, but for this one too. These things will happen. Sky and earth will wear out. But my words won't wear out. But be on your guard. But be on your guard. Don't let this, the sharp edge of your expectation get dulled by parties and drinking and shopping. Otherwise... That day is going to take you by complete surprise. Spring 
on you suddenly like a trap. For it's going to come on everyone, everywhere, at once. So whatever you do, do not go to sleep at the switch. Pray constantly that you will have strength and wit to make it through everything that is coming. And end up on your feet before the Son of Man. So this is written by Luke. Luke was not originally one of the disciples. And Luke was not an eyewitness of everything that happened to Jesus. He, mostly like us, just heard what happened. He did a deep research about what, was, what, what happened in his time. And then he decided to write it. And this is how we welcome the Advent. With these words. Apocalyptic words. Like he's saying that these signs, when we start seeing this happen, it means that the Son of Man, the kingdom of God is closed. But also he adds that that will happen to that generation. So what does that mean to us? Will this happen in our generations too? And also this season of Advent is like a trip. And this is what I want, uh, I'm going to, it's my desire for you to take home when we talk about this. The road to God's kingdom is a trip. And in that trip, you're going to face, face storms. And when you face storms, that's going to be one of the alarms for you, that you're on the right path and you will be arriving to the kingdom of God. And isn't this period of time that the creator of the universe is willing to make known through us. And so magnanimous and incomprehensible that he's willing to become so small enough to be held in our arms. So this Advent season is a wake-up call. This is your alarm for you to put down your phones and pay attention because it's a wake-up call. For you to stop getting distracted for the things that happen around the world and wake up. Because you are not going to notice this. You are going to be so busy in your own business that the kingdom of God might be at reach, but you're not going to get it. And all this, all this passage talks is about the turmoil is happening. And in this passage goes on and on and on. Do not be alarmed. Stand on your own feet. Lift your head up. Because all this, it's a sign that the kingdom of God is near. And the interesting thing about this passage is it comes right after um, Jesus has issues with people at the temple. So when he's at the temple, he's <laughs> let them know. He's pretty upset of things that are going on in the temple. And he also let them know that he's that the temple is going to go down. So he's pretty much telling people, don't get too attached to anything. Because everything, everything is coming down. So I think for this season, what we need to do is to rearrange our priorities. Because every area of our life will kneel in front of Jesus. Everything is coming down. And I love this passage. I love how... Eugene Peterson writes, It will seem like hell has broken loose. Sun, moon, stars, earth, sea, in an uproar, 
and everyone all over the world is all over the world in a panic. The wind knocked out of them by the threat of doom. The powers that be quaking. Now, if you had to write this passage in 2020, this is what I think it will look like. And it's not very different. This is the gospel according to Luke, year 2020. This is how it will look like. I'm sorry. It seems as if all hell has broken loose. The seasons are confused and blended together. Global warming threatens life. Civil unrest grows in powerful nations. Humanitarian crises pour across borders and boundaries. People leave their mother countries, risking their life, welcome or unwelcome. Their homelands are no longer inhabitable. Wildfires, typhoons, and hurricanes are set loose. A terrible pandemic and millions of lives. And you can easily add what Luke is saying. And then, then, you'll see the Son of Man welcome in great style. A glorious welcome. When all this starts to happen, up on your feet, stand tall with your head high. Help, it's on the way. Can you see the similarities about what just Luke was saying and what's going on today? So I come from a very, um, from a strong Pentecostal background. And since I have memories, since I um, set foot on a church, I've been hearing over and over again, we are in the last times. These are the latest times. Christ is coming. The end is near. But it seems like hell is, has been broken loose every generation since Jesus has been happening over and over again. And I will go over that a little bit. But what we need to focus here is that anxiety that we as Christians are living in these times today. How we as Christians deal with anxiety. And for example, it doesn't matter. We just had elections. It doesn't matter what, which size you voted for. If your side lose, you call it like it's the end of democracy as you know it. And if the results wouldn't have been different, the other side would have said the same thing. This is the end of democracy as we end. We live in a storm. We live in times where we are anxious and worried about everything. Hateful acts would spread faster than love. And we lie to ourselves. Sometimes we even do things and we say we are not, we, we didn't try to do, to do evil to this person, but we didn't try to do well either. The way we, we spread love has been contained. We are living in scary times. And look, here it's just giving us an idea of how Christians deal with anxiety back in his time. And how that is not different to the way we deal with anxiety today. Let me just give you a little bit of context of Luke's world. And tell me if this doesn't look like the end of the world for him. 
So Luke has lived through the end of the world as he knew it, and he lived it at the same time that he was writing these pages. He did not only live through the crucifixion of Jesus, but he also lived through the crucifixion of, through the execution of Peter, James, and, and Paul. He also lived through the destruction of the temple of Jerusalem. He lived through the persecution of the church by Nero. He also lived during the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in 79 AD, something that is not recorded in scripture, but had rocked the ancient world 100,000 times more than, um, with more thermal energy than the booming of Hiroshima and Nagasaki combined. Like us, Luke was not an eyewitness, like us, he got the news. But Doomsday was not ahead for him. Doomsday was behind him, and Doomsday was also happening while he was living. What Luke is doing here by writing these pages is to give the followers of Christ an apocalypsis proof theory of how to move on with our lives. He, was, he meant for us to read these passages of do not be afraid every time the heart of humankind has been seized by fear. And 2020 has been the perfect year for that. Left and right, except for a few people, it doesn't seem like 2020 has been like a very glorious year. And you can just turn on any news Conservative or liberal, you can go to any social media and fear is there. It doesn't matter how it looks like. The world, humanity, is going through a lot of anxiety. But also Luke talked to us. He teaches how Jesus speaks about it. And this is something interesting because one of the things that I've been hearing over and over again when we talk about fear or I hear um, preachers specifically talking how fear can be is something bad. Jesus at any point tells people, cut it out. He does not talk about fear of the issue of being afraid of something that will diminish or, or will be disqualifying for a person of faith. Not at all. Jesus, was, Jesus can relate with fear. And this is amazing. And he said, people will faint. And this is strange. These this feelings of fainting, of being afraid, is not new for him. We're human beings. We're not made, made out of metal. We're made out of fresh flesh. And Jesus knew this. On the night that he was going to be captured, he sweat, sweated blood. He trembled. He was on his knees. He said, please, please, pass this cup from me. But at the same time, he knew that that was not his call. So Jesus, isn't, isn't this just life-saving for us as believers that to know that the same person that we call, call Lord 
went through the same feelings that we have too. Jesus trembled. Jesus had to learn at some point in his life that there were things that he can control and there were things that he uh, there were things that he can change and that there were things that he could not change. But Jesus, and Jesus' courage was bigger than us. But not because he did not have fear, but because he's, he had the ability to be able to move through in spite of that fear. Now this is it's hard for, for uh, many of us to understand. But all these means, all these things that I'm saying mean that, that the terrible things that happened there and perhaps now not always come from the enemy. The turmoil that Jesus was warning about was not coming, if you're listening to his words, from a malignant being from the underworld. It was coming from the gravitational pull of the kingdom of God. At any point, Jesus is saying, all these storms, all this turmoil, all this hell broken loose that you're going to see, is not coming from Satan and all his um, minions that are planning something. No, no, no. This is coming to let you know that the kingdom of God is coming and the arrival of the kingdom of God has consequences. So wake up, because if you see the signs... You need to look around because the kingdom of God is a rich. If you are driving through a storm, if you have a destination, and many of us when we travel, we look at the weather. And, and you can say, well, in this city, there's going to be a storm. And the moment that you start feeling the storm, you realize that you are on the right path because you knew that the storm was going to be waiting for you. You also know that that storm is not going to stop you. That storm is just there on the way. And according to the plan, it's just to let you know that you're on the right path and you are going through it. So according to the scripture, the storm that you're going through is not sent to stop you. It's been sent to just wake you up and let you know, look around, lift your head. The kingdom of God is near. Can you see it? Because if you don't see it, maybe you're sleeping. And this is very humbling, especially for people like me uh, who think like our um, smarty pants and like to believe that we know what's coming from God and what's coming from the enemy. Learning that difficult things, storms in our lives, are not sent from the enemy maybe to destroy us, but it's all part of the gravitational pull of the kingdom of God. That whatever has happened that could bring down you or a community, it might not be the enemy trying to destroy you, but it's the kingdom of God being near, and you have to be alert enough to be able to see it. So when Jesus got it, we probably didn't get it yet. But God, God means to redeem the world. And this means that there are some things that need, that need some big bulldozing 
for the kingdom of heaven to happen. Jesus was aware that there were some things that needed to be destroyed before they can be mended for the kingdom of God to be near. So wake up. Advent messages are wake up calls. We live in a period of time where we are trying to, when when things are completely overwhelming or we don't like it, we just do something to keep our head out of that situation. And sometimes we use the church to do that too. Not long ago, in a meeting, a person said, I come to churches to um, stay away from the world, to hear good news. I don't come to the church to hear, hear about trouble. I don't come to the church uh, um, for somebody to tell me something I don't like. I just want to come to the church and be happy, and then after I leave church, I, I, leave, I go back to the real world. And this is called spiritual bypassing, by the way. It's, um, it is known. That we use the church as something that just takes our head away from what's going on in the world. But it's a church where it might be the only place where we hear the hard things and truthful things that we need to know to face the world. To know that if we're going to a freaking pandemic... It is just part of the signs that the kingdom of God is near. And Jesus said, this generation will not pass until they see this happening. And she said, I'm not talking about future generations. I'm talking about this generation. And every generation has seen the end of the world. Luke lived there through his time. During the civil world, there are a lot of letters from soldiers saying the end of the world is near. The first world war, the second world war, a lot of people thought that that was the end of the world. And I'm pretty sure most of us fed for this, uh, if you were born in the early 90s or before that. Does any of you remember um, when the year 2000 was coming? How many people were afraid that the world was going to end? So everybody, everybody has a taste of how the end of the world will look like before they die. So generations will pass. But thankfully, Jesus said, but my word doesn't. Jesus said, my, my word will not pass. The word that says, love your enemy. Do good to those that hate you. Bless those that curse you. Pray for those that abuse you. Whoever hits you on the check, turn the other. Whomever takes away your shirt, give them your clothes also. Do to others as you will like to be done unto you.
I believe that 2020 is the year that Luke was living through. And I think for years to come, even after all this is over, we can say like 2020 was probably one of the worst years that we have went, go through. We can blame people, but it's not Satan. It's not the politicians. It's not X, Y, and Z person. Everything that is happening, it's as a consequence of the kingdom of God being near to us. And this is very important for us to get because it's liberating. Because the moment that we realize that the many ways the people have failed us, the many ways that we have been wronged, it frees us from blaming those people. Yes, they suck, but it, it frees us from blaming those, those people because we can understand, according to the words of Jesus, that all that storm or that turmoil is good news because the kingdom of God is near. So today, wake up. Lift your head up. Stand up. The storm will try to just scare you and cover your head when you should have your head lifted up. The, the world will try to just make you be so afraid that you kneel instead of standing up. Fear is okay. Just know like Jesus that this also will pass. And this is, this is nothing more than a sign that the kingdom of God is a rich.